When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. I've been with them for 20 years. They're so nice. They go to my church. They're my brother-in-law. They're a dog barking downstairs. It's the golden doodle from yesterday's episode. Is that, is that, wait, is that the Ed Jones guy at the door? Yeah, you might want to go answer is that is honey? Is that our neighborhood Ed Jones guy? They live in my neighborhood. Oh yeah, they're sure just they down do. the street. They knocked on my door. <laughs> they're my they're, friend. These are stories we hear all the time. These are things we hear. This is my best friend, and I don't want to upset them. Stories about what? Stories about who? Stories about brokers. What what used to be called stockbrokers. Yeah, not anymore. Registered representatives. Now they call themselves financial advisors or wealth planners or whatever the heck they are. Even if they're an insurance agent, now they're suddenly a wealth planner because you don't have to be anything to use those terms. Now, if you say I'm a registered investment advisor and you're not, that's illegal. That's, That's exactly right. Here's what I see on a very regular basis is I just talked to Robert a couple of days ago who called in, said, you're, loves the you're show. giving him his name. You're giving him yeah, his name. I can't probably believe just should not name. give out names. Just his first name. Okay, All I won't right. mention again, Bobby. Uh, but anyway, uh, he called in and he wanted to talk about his portfolio, which he said here, it's got some individual stocks in it. Then he gave me a Boy, few. Boy, do we these, see a lot of those. Yeah, and he gave me some of the mutual funds that mm-hmm. averaged, averaged 886 over eight tenths of one percent a year in the expense ratio. A couple of them appeared to be had paid commissions on as so well. almost one percent on an annual basis. Yeah. and he paid some commissions up front yeah. to get into. Those. I figured out that that he's paying about one point six percent a year because he's paying a fee as well for the work. And here's the other part: not getting any planning advice. Fifty two years old, not a plan in place. No, no, like financial plan per se. But, but he's become. A friend worked Mm -hmm. with him for over 20 years. Love working with him because he's somebody that I really like. I really like working with him. What what should I do? So we went through the portfolio and there's a lot of things to be changed. We went through kind of overall financial setup and said, you really got to start thinking about this, this, and this, because you're in your fifties, you're in the retirement red zone, whether you want to believe it or not, may get retired sooner than you think. Um, And he again said, I appreciate your time. I know I should make this change, but I don't want to do it because this person is a friend and I don't want to hurt their feelings. <sighs> okay. This is, this is a dilemma. This is a dilemma, but you have to, what you have to do is you have to put it in financial terms. You've got to put this relationship in financial terms. You've got to figure out how much, 
How much have I paid this person already? And how much am I going to be paying them going forward? How many thousands of dollars? And the real question should be, since you're not getting the kind of, you, you know, this person knows they're not getting the kind of work they need. They know it. They realize that. I get it, but I, they're a friend. Then take out the, the financial planning relationship completely. Let's just remove that from the equation. Would you give them $5,000, $10,000, every year for being a friend? Yeah, I haven't paid any of my friends yet, although I guess maybe I should be because I'd have more friends. But uh, all kidding well, that could, aside- That could explain everything. <laughs> it probably does. I didn't I didn't know that was part of friendship. I should have yeah, paid better yeah, attention. Big, big fat checks. Um, but this, I mean, you've said this before. This should be, is it okay to be a friend of the person giving you financial advice? Sure. But it should be a business relationship. I mean, it has to be because- there's too much writing on this. There, there's and, and to open this up into where it's your feelings versus doing what's right for you does not make sense. Number two, and I was fascinated to read this again recently. I just these re- news releases blow me away. You got to know the conflicts of interest in this relationship. So, I mean, I just read um, not long ago that this firm called City National Rochdale CNR paid more than thirty million dollars to settle charges that it undisclosed conflicts of interest. It, it, it was investing their assets in proprietary mutual funds that generate fees for CNR and its affiliates rather than funds whose fees may be lower. You got to know those conflicts. We see them every single day. A registered investment advisor, a 100% fiduciary, doesn't have those conflicts. They're independent. They can use any product and they're going to use the ones that are lowest cost. They're going to make the most sense for you. Whereas well, they everybody should. else in the business, that, that we shouldn't true. say they will, that's but true. they should. They're required that puts, to. It, that puts the advantages on your side in a general sense. You're correct. You could have anybody in any part of the business that could be a fraud, for example. No question. Being registered a certain way isn't going to fix that. But in this case, this person is getting conflicted advice, paying way too much, not getting the help they're needed. And the portfolio, frankly, is a disaster. This is what we see regularly there. from brokers. It's a few funds, or pardon me, a few individual stocks, expensive mutual funds. This is not what you need in your portfolio. So I, I really hate I hate seeing this stuff because it's painful because it's going to cost you, you the friend in the long haul, no question. Your Honor, the man at the bar is guilty of hodgepodgery. I plead... They're the hodgepodgeists. Yeah, Let me exactly. And I I I know I can say this without fear of anybody challenging it. The vast majority of people who manage other people's money in this country and probably everywhere else deserve to be fired. They really, really need to be fired. You need to break up with your broker. I know breaking up is hard to do. There's a great Paul Simon song called 50 Ways to Leave Your Broker. 50 <laughs> Ways to Leave Your Broker. What? We should Isn't play that, that next time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that's good. Yeah, no, that's just, exactly right. And so take out you gotta, the stash, Jack. You, you got to uh, hold my more cash stash. No, I mean, you got to know these things. That's And that's what I'm saying, too, is most people do not know the conflicts of interest. Most people do not know what they're paying. And most people believe they're getting treated well 
because this person has been a friend for 15 or 20 years, or they were friends with your father who left the money at a certain place. Or it's, they're in your church. And of exactly. course, if they're in yeah. your church and believe the things that you do, they're the sure. same as you are. Yep. It, 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 it comes down to feelings. The feelings, I, when it comes to money, the most dangerous thing all of us possess, the thing that hurts us more than anything else over and over again with our selection of investments, with our selection of investment advice, uh, is are our feelings. Our feelings are a huge detriment. You have to wring the the emotion out of the entire process, and it's hard to do. No question. No question at all. Now, if you want some help, I have an easy way for you to get some help. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com slash help. Look at that. That's a really cool page because on that page, you'll find out how to interview your advisor. We'll give you a list of some advisors who we believe always act as fiduciaries. We'll give you some really fascinating information on how few advisors are actually required to act in your best interest at all times. And 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 some studies that show you how much a, a real fiduciary advisor can improve your returns over time. No, people never believe that. That you it's look at that truth. and go, wow, this isn't our study. This is a study done by Vanguard. Vanguard and somebody uh, somebody else did it too. I'm trying to remember who. I just remember the Vanguard study and Vanguard it's one. shocking because they are the king of do-it-yourselfers. But yep. they said g- good advice, the right advice makes you a whole lot more money. I got a question here too. Can we do we have time for that? Yeah. The questions, uh, you can send them in at talkingrealmoney.com or you can call them in 2855-935-TALK. What do you have, Well, Thomas? this comes in from San Francisco, California, my home city from Aaron. And Aaron says, you guys talk about a number of fund families. I've heard you talk about Vanguard. I've heard you talk about Dimensional. I've heard you talk about Avantis. But I'm very curious to know which fund family you favor between Vanguard, Dimensional, and Avantis. Is there one? Like any good parent, I love them all equally. (laughs) Which I know is not true, actually. I have no favorite. I love them all equally. They're all good. Actually, they're good and bad. There's good and bad to both. That's the true. The thing I like best about Avantis now <laughs> that we've accepted them is the fact that they're all ETF all the time. Yeah. So and you get a lot of ETF choices, whereas you have fewer choices so far, so far at Dimensional. That will change. And remember, Dimensional and Avantis are different than Vanguard. Vanguard. I think for all all of their index funds are truly indexes. Remember yeah, the, the they, one that they went follow off? an index. Yeah. Now that's not saying that indexes are necessarily better because no. what an index does is somebody sets out some rules. They say the stocks have to be between this size and this size. That's an index. That is just rule based investing. Indexing is rule-based investing. What Avantis and Dimensional do is they set out some different rules. They say, okay, they have to be based between this size and this size, but they can't be this, they can't be this, they can't be this. They must be undervalued, for example, in the value portfolio. They must be smaller companies in the small company. We're going to lean toward value and, 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 uh, and, and profitability and momentum and all these factors. They're rules-based, but they're not hard and fast indexes. 
Yeah, right? I would. I think that's very true. I would, and I'd say the latter two are based more on, um, you know, the, the financial econo- economics, right? They've they've looked at the academic work, academic work, rather than just putting together an index. That said, if I woke up this morning and it was only going to buy two exchange traded funds, mm-hmm. you can do it pretty good portfolio right now because you could own well, you could own one. You could own the Avantis World a- Fund. AVGE. Yeah, I mean it whole and yeah, and I was thinking to throw you, the AVUV into that too, it, but it, AV, no, if I was going to own AVGE, I would probably have to throw an internet a little more international in because it's a little because I think their international exposure is my, for my taste. Yeah, I think their international is a little underweight. And remember, international has not done well over the last ten years versus U.S. Wouldn't you rather buy something that's not done as? Yeah, I want to yeah, buy the stuff I, out that's of favor. Why I want some more. So, yeah. but if I had to pick one. A dimensional does not AV. have that one fund. They right will. Now. They will. They don't they have will. it yet. It'll happen. And the the funny thing about the two funds, two fund groups, the two fund families, is that they, <laughs> it's like uh, television spinoff. You know, your favorite show, they spin off a new show, or the uh, the showrunner leaves and starts his own show. Well, that's yep. the case with with Avantis. Avantis is a spinoff of dimensional funds. Yeah, a the lot CEO, of people there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The CEO mm-hmm. of Dimensional went yep. and started this, went to American Century yep. Funds because they him. had deep pockets. Yeah. And uh, Eduardo Repetto. Well, and Dimensional, uh, you could say whatever you like about them because we've worked with them for Long me going time. back to the mid 90s. Uh, they were late to the game with exchange traded funds. They should have been out there. They should have had them. And they said, no, nah, we're going to stick with mutual funds. That was a, a strategic error. We were late to the game too, though, if we want to be perfectly honest. You and I were a little late to the ETF game. We That's still true. had reservations about the point. viability of ETFs because of the comp- what we couldn't what, or didn't understand yet about them. We didn't know how they would hold up in really, really bad markets because ETFs are based on, on a lot of trust. They are. They're based market. on yep. trusting that these market makers will step up and buy these securities in a declining market. And so far, the 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 times when we've had a really bad situation, the markets have held up really well, the ETF market. So yeah. So again, we like all of them. Vanguard, Dimensional, Avantis. We use all of them. Mm-hmm. So I see nothing wrong with you doing the same. There you have it. Thanks for your question. And remember, you can call us with questions at 855-935-TALK 24-7. You can also go online, go to TalkingRealMoney.com if you would like to spend 15, 20 minutes, half hour, even an hour with a fiduciary advisor for free. No obligation and truly no high-pressure sales pitch. You're not going to be pushed into doing something. We don't believe in doing that. That is not the way we do business. That's not a lot the of people say we don't believe you actually do that. Try it. Believe us. it. Believe you don't it. Be- what, what's the worst that's going to happen? We hit you with a high pressure sales pitch. We're not going to do that. So there is no worst. You'll and actually get help. What? Mention something very casually as well uh, that coming up here in just a little over a week, going to be doing a class with Paul Merriman about battling the bear. So if you're listening to us outside the Seattle area, it's all online. You can go watch it. It's going to be Saturday morning, the 5th of November, 9 o'clock in the morning Pacific time. You can register at TalkingRealMoney.com as well. And if you're listening to this podcast after the 5th of November, (laughs) you can't go. 
But it'll be up on the web. I think they put them up later. Oh, will it be up on the web? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then you can go to uh, the Talking Room Money YouTube channel? I believe so. That's correct. Okay. I don't yeah. know where anybody puts anything anymore. It was more, it, I knew everything when That's I was in charge of everything. That's true. You did. Yeah. Now I'm not in charge of everything, so I don't know where anything is anymore. Well, you found your microphone. You found the studio. That's Once you get that covered, it's, you're good. That's in my house. It's like 10 steps ah, from my okay. bedroom. Well, whatever. So it's or good. I'm going to yeah. go after this. I'm tired. Good idea. All right. Thank you all for being a part of our little gathering that we call a podcast that we call Talking Real Money, where we just sit around almost every darn day of the week and do something that very few people do, talk real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?